Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Yarden Nasimov. Hey there, Yarden. How's it going? Hi, Bradford. Thank you for having me today. It's going great. What about you? Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Well, pretty sunny, hot over here in Israel, uh, 35 degrees, really, really tough days. Oh, that's, that's pretty warm. How <laughs> did the but, conversion real quick? <laughs> yeah, but we are used to it. You know, we live in the middle of the desert, so it's part of our life. I understand. <laughs> All right. So, Jordan, I like getting right into it and just asking, uh, could you just begin by telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, basically, uh, I'm 21 years old. And I'm involved in the gaming, the esports uh, industries for over like seven or eight years, I would say. Uh, in the last couple of years, I deeply entered into the business environment, uh, into the market of the industry, and started to put my statement, my mark on overheat. And basically, I'm, I have a consulting, consulting agency, uh, and we do a lot of things within the esports industry if it's like creating a tournament development of brands uh, pr and marketing and so on uh, that's one of the business that i'm running i'm also an entrepreneur myself uh, i have a multiply project that's currently running some of them in games you uh, very familiar with uh, which brand new game for example valorant i'm currently uh, the founder of the biggest uh, competitive community of the game. And it's, it's one pretty good uh, considering this game is like three months out and we are already uh, having huge milestones with over like uh, 8,000 matches that has been already played and over 40,000 active players that participating in our leagues. And that's in, in general uh, what I'm doing in the esports and the gaming industries. Uh, I can't really go into everything because, uh, you know me, I am involved in so many things, uh, but mostly it's about like uh, creating and development of products, of brands, uh, content, and everything that's come with that. Fantastic. Oh, we're going to have so much to talk about. But before Definitely. we do, I actually always start every interview with a single question, so I'm going to ask you, just like I ask everybody else, so on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Yarden? Well, definitely I will go around like eight or nine, definitely. Why is that? <laughs> um, because, you know, everyone involved in the esports, in gaming overall, uh, I would say that we are like, we considered in people's minds as the fanatics or people that are actually really passionate about anything. Uh, and they are actually very loyal, very dedicated to the to the thing they are protecting, they are involved in. Uh, but people still don't understand how it feels to us as people who are working on this on a daily basis. How it feels to us like to be involved in those kind of a things, uh, the development, the growth of everything is going on. And I told you uh, nine or eight because like in my in my soul in my mind. I'm really passionate about this, this whole industry. And basically, most of the time when I'm also doing business in other industries, I'm also really, uh, really uh, deep involved in the entertainment industry, uh, music and so on. 
And when I tell people like about esports, it's like they telling me, oh, your eyes are shining right now. Because like, it doesn't matter what I will do. It doesn't matter when I will do it. As soon as we speak about esports, as soon as this thing has been raised, uh, I can't stop like saying everything that I have in mind about it. And it can look weird in, uh, in the ears of some people, uh, also business people that are not really aware of this community, of this market yet. Uh, but yeah, for me, it doesn't make any sense because like it's wonderful world. And I saw like I, I woke up every day and I, I'm very thankful about the fact that I'm involved in the growth of this amazing thing. Absolutely. That is fantastic. And absolutely, I will agree with you. There definitely is a stigma in the business world about gaming, right? They just, they just don't get it. Definitely. I mean, some people haven't saw the potential yet, but those who saw uh, and like major invested into this kind of a market, uh, they are getting the fruits every day. I mean, this business is here. It's all made, already made a statement and it's not going anywhere. It's just growing and growing. And we just aware of about like uh, esports going into the Olympic Games in uh, 2024. And like it's going there. That's the direction. It's the, it's the generation of computers, the generation of online. Everything is going through these online games, through these esports things and like i'm not saying that traditional sports is bad it will always be like on top of everything but while you're doing esports it's so like accessible for multiply people than just rather a normal sport because it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you are from it doesn't matter like what background do you got as long as you are able to connect and actually play uh, you enter into this world and into the community that is much more welcome than any other community that I know, being a part of the gaming and the esports communities around the world, it's such a pleasure because like it's escaping land when you can go through it and forget about all of the issues that you got in life and just enjoy what they're doing. So yeah, for me, it's, it's blessed. I really love this thing. I really love this market and I'm doing everything that I'm doing with passion uh, because I am a gamer myself. I mean, I used to play a game since I was, I would say, six years old. I played back in the days, Counter-Strike 1.5. And basically, uh, it's part of my soul. I mean, I, I grown up through this thing, through gaming. I played almost every game, and I'm still playing games today because it became my business. But there is nothing better than, like, know your business from the inside. Like you actually uh, experience everything that you are doing, then you are, can come up with ideas. And it's so helpful when you are brainstorming ideas with your colleagues, with your team, uh, to be more focused about what you wanted to solve. And as long as you're able to nail that, basically there is nothing that can stop you because you enjoy what you're doing. So who cares, you know? I love it. Make your passion your profit, right? Definitely. All right. So, Yarn, you're actually a little bit ahead of me. My, my next question is the fact that, you know, this is the gamerpreneur. So, I need to make sure every single one of my guests is a gamer. Can you tell me, how did you first get into it? You said about six years old, but where did that come from? Like, how did you start playing games? Well, basically, uh, it's something that will surprise you uh, because I am, I'm coming from Israel. Uh, and our country is not yet really involved in terms of like the government supporting the esports, the gaming and so on. But I would say that when I was seven years old uh, in the one is the great, basically we had in the school library computers with the uh, counter strike on them. 
and it was like the 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 highlight of the day every time that we had a break every time that we had a free class everyone was just directly running through the library going to play against each other in the counter strike and as soon as i saw it uh, i understood that i like games really really much and i want to experience that as much as i can i want to invest a lot of time into that and yeah basically i just started to you know to play with it my friend joined me and we started to find out like the communities over the internet we started to find out uh, a brand new game and it's just a love you know you can't stop while you touch it it's it's impossible all right fantastic all right what do you play today you said you've continued playing what what are games take of your time yeah i'm playing counter-strike i'm a, a huge counter-strike fanatic uh, and i don't think that i will let, never leave this game uh, i mean it's enjoyable i really really enjoy to play it uh, besides some other things like uh, like usual people in my age are playing console ps4 or xbox playing fifa NBA and so on. Uh, in in terms of like computer games and actually the esports side, uh, I would say that Counter Strike is my favorite for all years and it will never change. Fantastic. Okay, so you are you proved that you're a gamer. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but you know, I I'm super interested in getting your professional background because you and I had a phone call. It was a few weeks ago and. Your story is incredible. Can you explain to everybody how you got to where you are today? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's gonna be a bit long, so... Uh, Certainly. Uh, yeah, all right. So basically, uh, I would say that like, as soon as I started to experience this as a player, as a gamer, when I was like a teenager, I would say like 13, 14 years old, uh, in my type, in my, in my personality, I am a person that really like to investigate and research everything that i'm doing into like everything so i i wanted to understand the whole picture around the gaming i i wanted to know like if people make money out of it how people make money out of it how you can be better in that and if you are actually good how you can make a living out of it so i investigated and i started to research and basically those things got me into this business world of the industry and i want to clarify i was 14 years old when it happened uh, and yeah, and basically, as soon as I started to understand like how things are going, I wanted to to start and put my mark over here. So basically, I started to develop some things. I built up the connections. I built up a huge, a really vast network around me uh, that helped me to to put my first steps into this uh, into this world, into the business environment. Uh, so I would say like around two, three years. Uh, mostly the things that I were doing is networking. It was like about uh, finding these connections, having discussions with people, get to know people, uh, get to know everything as much as I can. Uh, in my personality, I do believe that I can learn from everyone. Doesn't matter who is it, doesn't matter where it's from. I do believe that everything, any piece of information that I can hear is someday will be helpful to me. And even if not, it was also a good thing to hear, you know. So as soon as I started to do this kind of a networking thing, uh, it's like, I don't know, a multiply formulas in my head that were running and running, all right, you need to do this and you need to do this. And this, this kind of things helped me to grow really, really fast into a position when I would say I was 18 years old. Uh, I known everyone between the professional competitive industry. Uh, I know organizations, I know uh, uh, esports companies, I know equipment uh, brands. 
I know uh, tournament organizers and so on. And after I get to know everyone and everyone got to know me, uh, I started to do my projects as well because I had the opportunity to run a lot of B2B projects with people who saw me as a valuable resources. And basically we started to develop projects together. So I did it for, for like a couple of months and basically I, I found out that I really like it. I really enjoy to do this kind of a thing. So I want to take it into the another step. And I started to, I built my own company. Uh, basically I started to do a consulting services to tournament organizers and esports brands. And yeah, that was like my, my biggest entrance into the, the major world in the esports industry. Uh, well, this everything happened in my like personal life uh, in terms of like my school and my uh, everything is happening when I'm a teenager. So uh, it wasn't that easier that in, it's happened in the gaming industry. Uh, well, I was like on, on the high school, I would say that on, on some day uh, I got the decision up with myself that I, I'm really a speaker person. I don't, I like to like to express what my feelings, to tell my ideas, to tell my opinions about everything. And it doesn't really matter who I'm speaking to or where I need to express that. But like, as long as I protect my opinion, I feel good with myself. And it's not that I was arguing or like chasing people or trying to catch them off guard. But basically I just like, you know, yeah, I see a smile because it's, it's definitely the, the story. I mean, like, uh, that's like the thing that got me like to, to say that, all right, I going to do just the things that will be good to me. And as long as no one, like anyone else will not like it, they can handle that themselves. But as long as I am happy, that's the most important thing. So during the 20 year of high school, basically, uh, I started to share my opinions about everything. I didn't like the structure of my high school. Uh, the fact that like kids or I would say teenagers that want to share their opinions or not really satisfied with the current structure uh, can't actually do that. And they are being pushed to the side by the teacher, by the management of the school, because uh, all the cares is about like the, the results, about the numbers they will bring by the end of the year. And it's, it wasn't good with me. I didn't like it. So I shared my opinion about it. And since the first day that I started to do it, uh, we had like a clash line between me and the teachers. And for a couple of months, it just got dragged and dragged and dragged into a position when uh, I eventually was kicked out of high school. And when I was kicked out of this high school, uh, it was like a turning point in my life. I understood, all right, you followed your passion, you followed your theory, your motto about everything. Uh, but look when you ended up, you have been kicked out of high school. What are you going to do right now? So I wasn't worried at all, even though like my family was worried about it, my parents. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the reasons, it's not nice to see your, like, your son uh, getting kicked out of school, especially when you know like what he's doing on his free time, how he's developing his life, his business life, uh, already earning a lot of money for his living. And basically it's done nice. So we started to brainstorm some ideas together. What I'm gonna do? Do I gonna leave school and just continue my life? Uh, or do I gonna give it another chance in another place? And basically we found out a private school, uh, which, less amount of of, uh, of people, I would say like 50 overall students over there. And the whole 
the whole thing in this school is just changed my life. You know, I am so thankful for the for the fact that I took this decision and that my my parents supported me uh, because like I I would say that without this school, without the people on this private school. I wouldn't be here right now speaking with you. I definitely was doing any kind of a dead end job org or something over there. And that's definitely the, the turning point that was the best thing, the best decision, decision in my life. Uh, I started to, to, to be in the school and basically while I'm doing my graduation out of the high school, I keep uh, developing my business because they allow me to invest all of my time that I need into doing what I like in my free time, uh, which is like development of this business. And basically it went on a good way. Uh, I started, I, find, I graduated excellently out of this school. And basically uh, one year after it, I have already uh, qualified and also graduated from one of the biggest negotiation programs in the world. It's called PON, Program on Negotiation. It's a program uh, for excellent people who between the business industry that has been made by the Harvard University. And yeah, basically it's like a program uh, that teaching you the best skills for business negotiation and multi-topic processes. And that's something that I've already graduated. I would say, I'm not sure about that, but I, I would say that as far as I know, I'm the youngest person on earth to graduate from this program. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't hard run to, to get to qualify, or get the people who are running this program to believe in me. But after they heard my story and I, they like they saw what I did and what I'm doing while I'm speaking with them. They decided to give me the chance, and basically, it's just another decision that I took in my life that I definitely satisfied and happy about. That uh, everything you can see in all the stories that I share with you, I'm really type of a fighter. I follow my motto. Uh, it's like it's nothing can touch me. I will do even if I will die in the end, as long as I believe in what I'm doing nothing can move me from the way I, I see only one direction and i go all in for it doesn't matter what will happen that is absolutely incredible yard that is an amazing story and Thank like you. you you genuinely just chose your passion and then dove into it i have to wonder yeah. um while you were still young you said you started when you were roughly 14 did you have any mentors did you have any guides you know showing you the way or did you truly have to figure this out yourself well, I would say that like in my life, uh, like everyone else, when you saw your grandfather, when you saw your father uh, running their businesses, like running their life, you learn from time to time, like, okay, you can do those things and you can do those things and this is how you can develop a deal because you hear a lot of things, sometimes you're being shared with some things uh, and these small pieces, that's what I said at the beginning, these small pieces, uh, any piece of information can be helpful into a progress and you will have when you are an adult. And that's the reason that as like, since I was 12, I would say years old, I got up the decision with myself. It doesn't matter who you are speaking with, as long as you are keep hearing information, just listen to it and it will be helpful at one day. So this is one thing. Second thing is like the best mentor in the world. It's called Google and YouTube. And basically, yes, basically uh, watching huge, huge, huge amount of sessions of seminars, seminars of people like uh, Tony Robbins or Gary Vee and people who actually showing you their way of success. 
how they did things and how they came from like nothing to be on top of the world. And having this one of these kind of things, besides the fact that you are still learning things and experience things, the best thing to do is to experience things through the process. And when you are able to adapt into things that happen to you, uh, basically that's the best teacher. You know, there is no better teacher than the failure. And basically, as long as you're able to adapt into your mistakes, to understand what you did wrong, you're on to the good direction. So it's like a winning formula for me. I, I just found out that if I will collapse all the pieces together into the thing that will lead into the success of me, of myself, uh, it will be really hard to fail. And until now, thankfully, uh, I found out it's never failed. So I keep following this motto every day. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Okay. So Yarn, what is it you do now? You have a bunch of businesses you said you have, but um, I think specifically you wanted to talk about the esports consulting, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you tell so, us what you do there, please. Yeah. So basically uh, I will give also a brief experience about what I did uh, in the recent time uh, for the world 2019. Uh, I did a business consulting to an uh, esports tournament organizer. Uh, based in Malta, their name is Eden Esports. Uh, they organize uh, multiply online and offline tournaments, as well as uh, they host one of the biggest luxury boot camps in the world. And they also doing a, a local market tournament. And basically, uh, when I started with them, they were majorly controlling the local market, but still doing a uh, small things between like the international community. And when I see those kinds of things, uh, that's what opened my eyes. That's like the, the, the challenge that I'm looking for. That's the experience I want to, to have in order to, to success and to mark these achievements as something that I had a major part in. So basically we started, I would say that on January, 2019, we started the, the first online tournament with tier three teams uh, with 15,000 euros as prize pool. And by December 2019, we ended the year with one of the biggest offline tournaments of 2019 with a total prize pool of over $360,000 and some of the best teams in the world that were participating in our tournament. Fantastic. That's, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Uh, besides that, uh, everything that's connected to tournament, everything that's connected to content making, influencers marketing, uh, as well as develop the communities and everything that's going around this gaming uh, it's something that I'm really good to and basically that's what I'm doing uh, that's what I'm investing most of the time these days and that's what I want to focus on and definitely to be the best win. Fantastic okay so you are you are 21 years old you said are you making yeah. any decent money doing this? Uh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I would say that since I was like 17 or 16 years old, I started to get my living out of it. And basically right now I can allow myself to travel around the world and to spend any free time that I want anywhere uh, without being worried about the money. Uh, it's not about like saying that it's easy to make money within the esports industry. I wouldn't say that because a lot of people think that because this is hot and trending topic right now. Uh, people can just come in and do some things and basically earn a lot of money. No, it's not working like that. Uh, but yes, as long as you're able to, to find your way and to make your statement and basically the, the network, everything is the network, uh, like in any other business, as long as you have a, a vast network 
as long as you have the people besides you that can help you and you can approach, uh, basically things will be much more easier for you. That's like the, the logistical things. But also it depends on the personality. I wouldn't say that anyone can success in the business in environment of esports. Uh, it really depends on the personality. And you can imagine uh, being a 21 years old and going into negotiations and going into deals and like discussions about millions and millions of dollars and like being the, the person, being actually the one who demands the things and to place these numbers and actually who's saying, I want this, 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 and this, uh, it's something that you need to have a huge spirit behind you because on the second, on the minute that someone will be able to take you down or actually to chill out your spirit and basically you will, for a moment, you will think like, oh, maybe it's right, I'm only 21 years old. Uh, for me, that is, like, that is where the career is done. So that's something that I would say that is also helping me, the fact that I'm not afraid of demanding, I'm not afraid of approaching people uh, I can give you an example. Back in April, uh, four months ago, the COVID just uh, like exploded in the world, and and anything got cancelled. Like things were in chaos, and no one known what to do. And for me, it was a great opportunity because, in my point of view, when I'm doing a business consulting, uh, and especially to big brands. Uh, having these things that happen worldwide, it's always a great opportunity to do a good PR. That's, that's it. So basically, as long as you focus on the, the public relations and you're able to see the world picture and to understand how can I take this horrible thing into my advantage, this is, will be awesome. So I started to brainstorm some ideas. I, I did a, a quick research to understand, all right, I want to promote my brand right now. What should I do? Uh, what I want to do? How can I use this all chaos into my advantage? So I started to see like who needs money. First of all, that's some of the things that are, I'm doing like on the first stage of everything. I'm searching who needs money. And if I find out who needs the money, I found out how can I bring him this money. And basically, I said that uh, I want to do any kind of a charity thing. I wanted to do a charity day uh, in order to help to the donations to get the fight of the corona. Uh, but when I'm doing something, I, I'm not aiming for a small thing or a medium thing. I want to be like the best, the biggest. So because I have my network and because, as I told you, I'm not afraid to demand and to approach people, uh, I developed, besides some great people, uh, we developed a great, great charity full stream day uh, with the top five DJs in the world. I can give you some names. It's uh, Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike, it's Steve Aoki and Nikki Romero and that project, like the top of, of DJs in the world. Uh, a lot, a lot of tier one players from Mortal Kombat and League of Legends and CSGO. And we did a full uh, charity day on Twitch with the online music uh, performance of the best DJs and a lot of entertainment and fun things uh, just to collect money. Now, I can tell you that I worked on this project for around a week and these projects were promoted my brand, my personal brand, Yard and Asim of my company, uh, in social media account with over 41 million followers for zero dollar. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that's, that, 
Yeah, that's the like the, the business to business that I'm talking about. Having the network uh, and the people who actually can see you as a valuable resource. Uh, and I wouldn't say that people will stole me like that as long as I wasn't like actually demand. I I was if I was afraid to ask things, if I was afraid to approach people, I wouldn't be right now. And this is how I take my young age into an advantage. Like the the fact that I'm 21 years old and I'm sitting in a meetings and I'm discussing like a huge amount of money without having any piece of fear. Uh, I'm completely like believing in myself. I trust every word that's coming out of my, my mouth. So uh, as long as I'm able to, to follow that, things will just keep being successful for me. And that's the theory I'm following. That's so fantastic, Jordan. Now, part of the purpose of my show is that my listeners may be sitting there, maybe a 14-year-old sitting in their bedroom, right? Wishing that they could get into this industry. What advice would you have for someone who would want to follow in your footsteps? Well, first of all, uh, never leave the game. That's something that I would say to anyone else. As long as you are keep playing this kind of a game that you like and also experience in other games, uh, you are into the good direction because it can come out out of nowhere. You need to experience this first. And as long as you experience this kind of a things and also start to look out of the business side, I would say, but I'm not speaking about just like you can jump from from nothing to, to running millions uh, in one second, but it's more about seeing the lower tier things of this market uh, from like if some company, some esports band is looking for uh, and volunteer graphic designer, someone that's looking for a content writer. Uh, if you can go out of the biggest coverage websites, I would say there are coverage websites in Cisco, like HLTV and so on. When you offer yourself an, as volunteer and basically people give you the experience and giving you the chance to shine, uh, it's okay that there is no money involved, but you're still gaining the experience and the resume for yourself. And as long as you're able to, to believe in what are you doing, uh, I would say that in esports, basically, it's the easiest way right these days to, to just go and jump into making money out of it because like it's a whole industry. There is everything around it. It's production and it's content and it's news and it's marketing, like everything. You can find the position of everything. It doesn't matter if you like to do music or if you, you know how to design, if you know how to write content and if you know how to produce content, or even if you are just a gamer, if you, even if you're good of like being a coach and telling people what to do, if, if you just was a YouTuber right now with like 3,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel and you made a guidelines for a, a one game or something like that, uh, you can take it out and try your career as, as a coach uh, at the beginning for nothing or just with your friends. But the esports world always give an open doors, always giving the opportunities for people to qualify and shine and show like, like one, one of the major things that I'm doing right now, especially in this Valorant project as well, uh, because I was there, I was 14 years old and it wasn't a big gap. It's like seven years since when we are talking right now. And when I was there, I was so eager. I wanted like so hard to be part of this big thing and that my name will be over everything that people will know and will recognize me because I, I so much loved and I was so much passionate about this world. So basically when I'm following, I remember these memoirs 
all the time. And when I'm doing projects right now, the most important thing for me is like giving the spotlight, giving the chances to talent to show themselves besides uh, people and players that are already better than them. And it's not just about the small thing that I'm doing by giving them the spotlight. It's also about the fact that I gain them better experience. Uh, they can get better and improve day by day by participating in these kind of things. And basically, it's, it's not long until they will be able uh, to be interesting for something. And I can give you an example. Uh, we were running this Valorant project for two point two and a half months since we launched that. And the winners of our first season of our link is already uh, been picked as a professional player, but one of the, biz, uh, the biggest uh, esports organizations in Europe, based in Germany, they called BIG. It's Berlin Gaming International, yes. And that's just one, one example. We have other players that got picked uh, uh, by big teams. We, have, we hear rumors about like, players from our league that uh, being approached by Fnatic and, and other big organizations. So it's not just about like, the fact that as long as you will not make any kind of a major step forward, then you will be able to get the spotlight. No, it's not like that. It's the same like soccer. It's the same like everything. There are, are scouters everywhere. There are people with network everywhere. And as long as you will do the things that you are passionate about, you love to do, uh, and you will just show it to the world, if it's by playing or if you are not a player, but you are a graphic designer, a content writer, some, just another person that wants to share his ideas on Twitter. As long as you will, you will not be afraid to show it out to the world, uh, I can promise you that like the esports community will find it, will attract it, and they will push it forward for you. That's what's beautiful in this industry. Like a, a person can make a tweet with 100 followers, end up two days after with 10,000 followers and 100,000 of likes for his tweet just because he said something that was funny or was like insightful for some other people. And that's the power. That's the power in esports. That's the power in gaming. And it's like a one, one strong unit that's going through a lot of issues together. A lot of people who follow the stigma that it's not yet a sport. It's not yet like something like traditional sport. You can't express and feel the emotions uh, and all these things they are saying. I don't want to even mention that because I so disagree with it. So it's making me feel bad when I'm saying those things. Uh, but yes, you, I'm sure you understand what I mean. Uh, that is phenomenal, Yard. That's some fantastic advice. Um, so a question that I get all the time from my community is how do I grow my community? And since I have the person who's built the world's largest Valorant community here, what advice do you have for building a community, especially if you're starting from zero? Yeah. So uh, first of all, like a strategy. I would say that as long as you have a strategy, uh, you are into the good direction because it doesn't matter if you success or fail. Uh, you have the strategy. That means you can blame something that it hasn't worked. So if I did something right now and I didn't got the results that I was expected, basically I failed. But now I can go back into my strategy and I can find out what I did wrong on what, what piece of this strategy were the, like the bad thing, the bad move. And then I will try to change it and I will try once again to do it with another way or to do it like in, in, in a different manner. And maybe it will work, maybe not. But as long as you're able to, to have a guideline of what you want to do. Uh, for example, if you're a YouTuber right now and you focus on content, so you need to define your content. You need to understand what you're doing the best. 
And as long as you will understand, all right, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm doing a lot of content, but this video I like the most. This video is the, the one that I got the biggest outreach. So maybe you should try and do another things like this video. And maybe because like this is what got the most outreach, uh, basically this is what will build your way. This is what will make you uh, uh, known and will get you more interest out of the community because uh, all the algorithms around the world, if it's YouTube uh, and any other communities, any other platforms when you can basically upload content, uh, even the TikTok right now, it's like, it's not just about follow someone, but it's also about doing something that can be interesting to you because you search something on Google, because uh, like the algorithm recognized that you love something. So as long as you're able to focus on one thing, uh, it's much more easier than shoot into different directions and hope that something will hit the target. And like dream big, it's great. Uh, I always advise people to dream big, but I also always advise if it's like friends, if it's people who approach me and want an advice, if it's clients and so on, uh, being focused is the most important thing because as long as you are focused on one thing, uh, I would say you mentioned community. So it doesn't matter if you have 10 or 100 people uh, among your community at this stage, as long as the 10 that you got are loyal to you, uh, they will keep pushing you forward. You know, it's a big pyramid that's actually pushing each other for you. And as long as you're able to do a good content for 10 people, 10 people will share it. And the 10 people network will gain it to 300 people. And if they will like it because they have the same habits, they, they are watching the same forums, they're watching the same uh, things online, uh, then it will be pushed forward. And this is the way for success. Because if I will try and aim to, to give a good content for 1,000 people, uh, I wouldn't say it's the best thing to do. Uh, but as long as I'm able to nail those people that I already got and I deliver a good content for them, uh, they will push it for me. This is the free promotion that I'm talking about. And I know like being a streamer, for example, these days, it can be so frustrating because I'm going through Twitch uh, all the time. I have uh, people that's working with me that a lot of, of our time we spend like by scouting and finding uh, the upcoming talents, the upcoming streamers, someone that can be interesting for us. And basically that means that I'm watching on a daily basis streamers with one viewer, or most of the times I am the only one viewer, most of the times it's me with another two people. And I don't get bored by doing it because I, I actually understand these worlds better day by day. And I, I can understand the feeling of like being a streamer, invest into equipment, invest into a setup, trying to do your best, uh, but not having the results that you are expecting. Uh, and I wouldn't say that you expected something worse because like if you are showing the biggest streamers around the world and you want to be directly like them, it will not work. But as long as you're able to understand that you are in a current stage right now, and as long as you will have the strategy, you will keep do what you like and not what people want you to do or not what people definitely not what other people doing all this fake culture it's not a good thing to do but as long as you're able to do your thing 
being, being authentic is the most important thing I would say. That's like, that, that's the word that, the word that I were looking for. Being authentic, that's like the, the biggest thing to do. That's what will bring you to success. Because it doesn't matter, it's a big world. We have a lot of people in this world. And it doesn't matter what are you doing or what you like, what content you produce, there will be a lot of people that will like it because that's easy math. I thank you so much, Yarden. Like this is the same advice I give almost every single day. And I'm so glad that there's someone else out there who has demonstrable, you know, evidence of their success is saying the same thing. So thank you so much. No okay. problem. Well, now I want to talk a little more personally about you if we can, because my show is about the person behind the controller, right? It's about the business person. I want to know what skills or habits have you developed along the way that have made you successful? Um, I would say that self-confidence, uh, it's something that I didn't had before I started like the, the major footstep into the business environment. If I will get you back into the days when I was 17, uh, 16 years old, I would say that I had self-confidence, but like it was 10% out of the level of confidence that I have right now. Uh, and like, imagine that every time that when I wake up in the morning uh, and I understand like what I've did up to now in my life. And if I look into the time frame of two years back from 2019, the amount of times that I were traveling around the world, the places that I, I have been uh, in, the, the people that I'm talking with on a daily basis, uh, having a project for charity with celebrities, uh, that my brand is like the, the, the headline partner of it, uh, basically the people who did it, those things gave me a huge boost to the confidence. And I would say that sometimes it will be really, really hard at the earliest stage of everything you are doing, uh, because without the self-confidence, you can't actually trust yourself, you can demand, you can't trust the things that you are saying, you have a fear. So I would say that that's the most important thing that I've developed since I've been starting to do, uh, to touch like the business uh, market and the business environment of this industry. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, second thing, I would say that I had some fear in me uh, back in the days. I was afraid of demanding things. I was afraid of like approaching people. I was afraid of like doing things. And I, I won't lie, it's definitely changed my life on a good way. Uh, in everything that I'm doing, it's not just about the business, it's like about my personal life, if it's in relationship, if it's like uh, uh, speaking to friends, speaking to family, uh, the negotiation part, you know, negotiations are everything and everywhere. It's, it's never ends, it's like in everything you're doing in your life, even speaking to your, uh, to your friend, about who will go to the fridge and will bring the coke. It's a negotiation, even if it's a small one. And having the fact that you you gain some experience in this, uh, it's boost everything. And I wouldn't I wouldn't lie. I mean, as as long as I keep doing what I'm doing, uh, compared to what I've been in the past, the places that you I was and went through. Uh, I would say that I'm waking up in the morning uh, much more happier than I was in the past. And this is why I so love esports. This is why I so love gaming because like it was a huge turning point in my life. It's led me 
into being a better person, a person that loves himself much more than he was in the past, a person that enjoys to wake up every morning because he's doing things that he loves and he has passion to. So yeah, all these things are just drove me and got me to be a better person if I want to describe myself. That is so wonderful. All right, I want to know, like, if you could go back in time and you could go talk to 14-year-old Yarden, you know, you talk to Little Yarden, and you say, you know, Little Yarden, this is everything that's going to happen over the next, you know, seven years of your life. But here's the one thing you need to know. What is that one thing? Well, not being afraid to demand. I would say that, like, if I was aware of the things that I'm capable of on these days, uh, when I was back in 14, uh, I would say that right now I was a multimillionaire or something like that. Because I remember a lot of opportunities that came across my, in my head, uh, things that I heard, things that I saw, things that I were in part of the discussions, but didn't saw the business potential of it. And right now, after I gained this experience, I see the business potential of it. And I regret the fact that I didn't uh, made any move, didn't approach, didn't try to talk. Uh, yeah, definitely not being afraid to demand. That's like the, the most important thing. I keep saying that during our call right now, uh, a lot of times, because it's so true, when you, you, you don't have fear and you trust yourself, uh, I definitely think that nothing can stop you. It doesn't matter what you want to achieve. It doesn't matter what you want to get. Because if at the end of the day, you will understand that you did everything you can, everything under your capabilities to to get what you want, or at least to try to get what you want, uh, this is a win-win situation, even if you don't get it, because you are satisfied, you are happy with yourself. And, you know, the mental, the mental health is so important because as long as you want to do something, but your mind, you, you have arguments with your mind or something like that, as long as you have those kind of things and you don't 100% believe in yourself, uh, you will face a lot of issues. And when you're able to throw it out of the side and basically uh, understand that you are a person by yourself right now, you did some amazing things uh, because you were able to to demand, you were able to try, you, you wasn't afraid to do things, uh, and you found out that it was a winning call in the end, for example, with the school. Uh, you know, not many people facing these kind of things when they are being kicked out uh, one, one and a half years before they should end the school, uh, find themselves being kicked out, staying at home and don't know what the direction they're going into. Uh, and like being able to, to take the decisions and to believe in what you're doing, even though it's, it's like risky sometimes and sometimes you can fail. Uh, that's like the, the winning formula for me. And I would say that if you take me back to, 14 year, to when I was 14 years old, I will definitely do the same things that I did, but I were much more like uh, passionate about what I want. So I was just directly approaching people, directly demanding the things that I were looking for. Uh, and yeah, I wouldn't say it's changed much, uh, but I definitely think that like if I were doing this since day, uh definitely i was in a better place right now not that i'm in a bad place compared to what i was able to be if i was changing it but in a better place that's for sure that is fantastic now you i really do appreciate you explaining your life story to us going through all the ups and downs i, I wonder though how important do you believe failure is to your life yeah, can you repeat your question please how important do you believe failure is to your life Oh, the failure. Um, I would say 
I assume like everyone else, I mean, failing, having the failure, the, the feeling of the failure, it's, it's one of the, the, the worst things that person can go through because like every time you fail in something, it's like, it was like a competition, even if it wasn't with a competitor or so other people participated in that, but it was just between you and yourself. Uh, as long as you wanted something and you didn't got it and you consider it as a failure, that's that's a rough hell of of emotions going through you and basically i would say that like failing it's definitely a hard thing to go through that most of the people don't know how to wake to get themselves up uh, down from the failure and most of the people that don't success or that were success in the past but right now uh, have lost everything because they they failed in one or two moves uh, it's basically i would say those are the people that wasn't able to adjust and to adapt into the current situation. Uh, you can spend your whole life by like crying over and saying that uh, I should have this, I should have done this, but finally I, I ended up here uh, in a bad way. So you can keep and discuss and speak, imagine what was happened if. And that's something that I don't like. I don't like to listen this sentence, what was happened if. It's something that I don't 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 really agree with because it doesn't really matter. We live the, the we live the like the right we live the stage that we, right now. It doesn't matter what was in the past. Uh, the future is a mystery. I mean, you can aim, you can build a strategy, a strategy, you can target things, but you don't know what will happen tomorrow. Uh, we 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 woke up to the world with the coronavirus without even like understand that something major like that's gonna happen and it's like about living the fact that as long as you're able to adapt and to adjust into the things that have been done and consider this failure as another jumping stage into a better place uh, to understand like all right i failed on something that i did i will speak to myself right now and i will argue with myself and sometimes I'm doing it, I can tell you. It's like I'm saying I did this wrong and basically it's like my mind thinking about other things. So uh, it's like, oh, maybe you did this thing wrong. But after all, you're able to, to, I would say, analyze what steps you did wrong. And as long as you're able to fix it, uh, this is what will be the turning point from failure to success. So I would say that my life was uh, full of failures if you consider that as a normal person like you have been kicked out of school and you went through a lot of issues when you was younger uh, but for me it's not a failure i don't consider it as a failure because it's happened because i was the one who standing behind my opinions it's happened because i was passionate about my theory of life uh, it's happened because of my mindset so as long as you consider it as a failure, it's definitely a failure. But if someone else telling you like, all right, you failed here and you think otherwise, trust yourself and believe yourself, don't care about others. Uh, and this, this is the, the turning point. This is like the switch on your mind when you're able to understand, all right, so I failed. It doesn't matter. I will, I will wake up like better tomorrow. Uh, having a fail, failures is, it's always happen. Uh, I know that I'm about to fail a lot more in the future there is no perfect person uh, but like having the the ability to to understand that you failed and basically get some rest on this evening uh, go to sleep uh, earlier and you know let your mind go through this 
things uh, through these talks and basically understand what was if this sentence is going again in every mind of a person. Uh, but if you're able to wake up on the day after and just forget about it and do the switch in your head and try better, uh, I would say your life are amazing and they look beautiful because like this is things that I would say 80% of the people in the world can't actually do. They can't agree and they can't accept the failure. They just let it drag them into a, a lower places in their life. Absolutely. That's so spot on. Okay. Jordan, this has been an incredible interview. Thank you so much for your time. How do people find you? How do they reach out to you? Where are you at on social media? Well, basically I use Twitter and Instagram. Uh, uh, my username is Yarden Asimov. Basically, it's like my name because my name, my first name ends in, with N and my last name starts with N. So I merge this N together. So it's Yarden with one N and then we keep the Nasimov. Uh, and people can reach me out. I, I upload a lot of motivation quotes. I, I share a lot of insights about the business environments in, uh, in the esports industry. I share some of experience that I have going through. And yep, yeah, I would love to, to get your community to, to see some of these insights that I'm sharing. I'm sure uh, some people will find it as insightful information for them. Fantastic, thank you. All right, now as we wrap up, are there any last thoughts you wanna share? Or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Mm, no, not in my opinion. I, I spoke a lot, obviously. Uh, and I just want to thank you for having me here today because uh, it's great. I really enjoyed it and I like to share my story. I definitely believe that like people can see my story as something that will make them going through some issues, going through the lowest places in their life, but keep believing in themselves, keep believing in the, you know, trust the process. And basically as long as they, even if there will be one person out there that will see my story and will say, uh, all right, he didn't give up. I will not give up either. Uh, I will want to meet this person in 10 years from now because I'm sure he will be a millionaire or something like that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Now I want to do one quick exposition. I don't normally like talk on my own show, but I want to say, Yarden, what happened here and how I got you onto the show is something that other people should be emulating. Because when we first started communicating, I think I had like maybe 2000 followers on Facebook and like, I, I wasn't really anybody. I've just been doing the show for a while and I think you reached out to me. And so Definitely. like this truly shows the power of networking because to be able to speak to someone like Yarden is I'm, I'm truly grateful. I, I really am because you have accomplished so much in life and it was a true honor having you on this show and anybody out there, you can do this. Like you can get people like Yarden on a platform. All you have to do is start putting stuff out, start networking. And before you know it, you know, people will reach out to you. And I mean, it took us a couple of months to be able to coordinate this, this interview. I think, um, we first started talking like two or three months ago and now we finally got to it. So, Something like that, yeah. you know, don't give up, just keep pushing your passion and you can have your dreams. It's so true. Trust in yourself. That's the winning formula. As long as you believe in what you're doing, uh, you shouldn't be care about the others. That's the motto for life. I mean, when you trust in yourself and you love what you're doing, who cares what others say as long as you enjoy your life. Absolutely. All right. Yarden Nasimov, thank you so much for coming on. We genuinely appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Brentford. All right. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur.